you should always think about three levels of freedom, I would say, when it comes to digital nomad life, which is time, location, and financially. So it's not just only about getting a remote job, right? There's like so much more to it. This is Debbie, and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey friend, for years now, I've given you a ton of stories on remote workers and digital nomads on this podcast, but I've come to realize that many of you beginners are still unsure on how to take the first steps to creating a freedom lifestyle through online work. Maybe you've been too afraid to take the plunge or just don't feel confident enough to land that online job due to inexperience. Well, I'm excited to announce that I've created a new YouTube series called Trying Remote, where I try a new online job or gig every month to give you a glimpse of what it takes to land a remote job. So if you need a little boost to try something new or just want to see what it takes to get started, you can go to theoffbeatlife.com slash trying remote. Again, you can go to theoffbeatlife.com slash trying remote to find our videos and to subscribe to our new series on YouTube. So please come and join me there so we can uncomfortably grow together. In this episode, I'm really excited to speak with Jewel, who believes that work productivity depends on our overall happiness. Therefore, an office nine to five is not for everyone. Jewel never started a nine to five thanks to the help of LinkedIn, and now she's helping others to escape the rat race through a mastermind community to do the same. So listen on to find out how Jewel travels the world while helping others create a freedom lifestyle. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here. I am really excited to speak with my guest today. I'm here with Jewel. Hi Jewel, how are you? Hi, good to see you and uh, thank you for the warm welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? First of all, I'm from Germany. I'm 25 years old and I live an offbeat life uh, because the offbeat lifestyle is just like for me so special because I think I was like growing up in this typical rat wheel kind of thing. You know, you do your nine to five and then you yeah, just have not really like freedom outside of that life um, or you can't build really that lifestyle you want to have. So um, I found myself in right now and have found like a little new home base for myself um, and there is also no way for me to go back into this nine to five lifestyle. I also like prefer slow traveling though so I wouldn't jump from place to place like this I think typical digital nomad kind of image probably has um, but yeah I also recently started to learn actually the language like Bahasa Indonesia. Um, so it really is important for me to like get to know the locals and like be, be present here. But for me, it's just like not Germany, the place anymore where I feel like most at home. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about myself. That is amazing that you find yourself in Bali right now and you're actually learning the language. I don't hear that very often. I do hear people moving to Bali, but not, you know, to go that extra mile to actually learn the language, which is pretty incredible. I love that you're doing that. So when you decided that this was something that you wanted to do, 
did you know exactly what kind of remote work? I mean, did you have a job that was built for for this type of life or did you have to figure your way into this type of lifestyle? How did that happen for you? Mm -hmm. So kind of a mixture of both. So when I started, um, what I did first is social media management. I think that's is like a typical to go to if you want to work remotely. Mm -hmm. So I studied digital marketing in my master's. Um, and before that, I actually studied international tourism management. And this is also when I first stumbled across the digital nomad life. So I did an internship in 2019, which was also in Bali. So I think this is also when I fell in love with that island. Um, I had an internship for an e-commerce startup and that basically opened my eyes a little bit because I saw, okay, there are like actually people working on the laptops. There are no, like not going to the office. And I was like, okay, how can I make this possible for myself too? Um, um, and ever since that internship, I was like, okay, I need to figure out a way. And as I was doing Instagram and like uh, creating content by that time anyway, I was like, okay, this is actually something I can do online. Then COVID hit actually. And I was like, oh, um, maybe I will just stay in Germany for a while. You know, you never know. Um, so that was kind of also the reason why I then started with my master um, and tried to be more focused on this digital marketing field. And that actually like helped me then to realize, okay, um, this is actually possible to do something online. And there are like so many different ways, especially in the marketing section. So yeah, this is kind of how it then evolved into, okay, this is actually doable. LinkedIn though played a huge role for me as well. But yeah, I think more about that later on. <laughs> so <laughs> this is basically how, how I started. Yeah. There's so many things that goes into this type of life, right? And figuring out where you fit in is one of the hardest things. How did you know that social media management was it for you? Because there's a lot of different things, especially now in this like tech world, you know, you could have been like a writer, you could have done some sort of IT job. Why did you choose social media? Did you try different things or this was just something that really kind of drew you in and maybe it was already something that you already did? Mm -hmm. I think for me, it was always, I like that kind of creative part and like to structure and organizing and planning. I think this is something I was always really good at. So the combination of both being creative and then also have this kind of responsibility in terms of planning, organizing, I think that was just the perfect fit. And then I also do have like a good under like understanding of technical things, I would say. So it was just like the combination of everything, which made it easy for me to figure out, okay, this is actually something um, I want to do. I can see myself doing it. Though I have to say, um, after a while, I also realized, and this is where LinkedIn plays a huge role as well, um, that I also kind of like the coaching field and also like teach people how they can um, improve some things or like um, discover new skills, etc. So uh, then out of this social media marketing thing, I found myself doing LinkedIn coaching, not just only for individuals, but also for companies. And how I came across LinkedIn is basically because as a digital marketing student, I 
listen to a lot of uh, podcasts about marketing, about social media management, about social media networks. And then in the beginning of COVID, like LinkedIn and everything shifted, right? So the whole remote work um, world opened up basically and everything was discussed um, through LinkedIn um, so I heard LinkedIn over and over again I was like curious okay what is this LinkedIn about and why is everyone speaking about it and why I'm not active on that and why is no one active uh, on the platform in my network yeah so I think this is also how it started uh, for me that I just uh, posted content uh, there as well and I also understood the network um, even better and after a while, I noticed, oh my God, this is actually so helpful to be seen for what you're doing, especially online. And then in the combination of want to work remotely, it was just the perfect fit. So um, doing that for a while, I kind of built an audience then. Everyone was just like uh, coming to me and said like, hi, what are you doing on LinkedIn? And then I joined a mastermind. And in this mastermind, people asked me, okay, can you maybe host a training on LinkedIn? And I think this is exactly the point where I realized, okay, I like LinkedIn. I like the coaching. Um, and then it kind of evolved together, I would say. Isn't it funny how life takes you in like a different path that you thought you would go to because... <laughs> hundred <laughs> percent. Like, first of all, I thought, oh, okay, I can do social media marketing, right? And I can like do that for a couple of companies or clients, whatever, like be more in that freelance kind of thing, you know, but then it evolved into, okay, maybe I'm also like more into this entrepreneurial mindset and I want to create my own thing. And I think this is basically when I started the whole digital nomad lifestyle, when I was able to go um, abroad and like, digital nine to five and not even starting it actually. So I never worked in a corporate nine to five job because I always knew, okay, that's not for me. I like really don't want to go to an office um, and especially not like 40 hours a week. So yeah, that's a little bit about my background story there. <laughs> yeah. And it's really great because most people don't usually, I mean, obviously LinkedIn has been here for a very long time, but most people don't think about it usually, right? When they think about connection, they just think that you go there to kind of have like a online resume and that's what you put on there. But building a community is a completely different thing. How did you know to do that? How did you know that you can actually build a community? Because from my perspective, and I'm sure a lot of people too, it's just like, okay, we put our information there, our experiences, we put it out there. If you apply for a job, you just give them your LinkedIn information and then that's it. But you took it to a different level. So I think this is also like the biggest misconception people have right now that it's only this business network, right? Where people share like the newest insight about industry news, etc. But it's clearly not. So it's definitely more than that. And as Instagram and Facebook is also like a social network, you know, so the social is already there. And I think this is also what kind of um, happened during the whole COVID time that it got more personal in a way as well, because people were talking about their situations, how they feel, what their experience. So I think that kind of skyrocketed the whole thing as well. So in terms of community building and networking is that I found out that 
when I am the one connecting with people. So this is also like one, one advice or one tip I want to give to everyone in the beginning. It's really about growing your network and also outreach to people from your side and not just only click, oh, let's connect, but also connect with people and tell them why you want to connect. So LinkedIn gives you the opportunity to send like a little connection message with where you have like 300 characters so you can let the people know why you want to have them in your network, right? So you can automatically start a good and great conversation with them and you never know where this is like, where this ends up, right? So by doing that, I already found out that like just sending a friendly message and tell them, hey, I'm at this point, I was still concentrating on social media marketing, right? So it's just like, hey, I'm working in social media marketing. I would love to have you on my network um, and maybe share some information, etc. And just by sending those messages, I had like two or three job offers straight away. Oh, wow. And I was like, what the f***? Like, this is everything. Um, so, and then I was like, oh my God, this is like so easy, you know? So yeah, I think this is also when I kind of fall in love with LinkedIn and uh, seeing the possibilities out there. And from there on, I was like, okay, more people, especially like younger people who just graduated, uh, they need to see this and they need to understand there is something else other than just sending a CV or, you know, a cover letter to a big company and then waiting for their, I don't know, response like for weeks other than just messaging people straight away because that could get really really frustrating especially if you have been on um you know on out out there just really trying to find a remote job and i hear that all the time from people it's like oh my gosh i've been looking for a job for months i put out my resume there Mm -hmm. i just don't hear back or i go on interviews and there's like 10 interviews to go through and there's just so much hoops that mm-hmm. you have to to jump through to to get anything and then you still don't get a job. So this is definitely kind of a shortcut way to do it, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, exactly. And also you get to know the people who are responsible giving you the job, like in person, you know, like you can understand them, see their profiles, see what they're up to, etc. So you can like be even more personal when you reach out to them. And that I think is also like a great way to go about it because then it's not just the cover letter you send. So it's way more, okay, they actually have a picture and see you and see what you're doing. Um, so yeah, that's, I think a major difference. I love that. And If you all want to hear more about Jewel's tips on how to really use and utilize LinkedIn so you can find remote jobs, make sure to check out her extended interview and she's going to give us a lot more details, more juicy things for us to, to learn because you're definitely somebody that knows what you're doing because you have used this yourself and you know it's working. And that's really what I look for when I see or I'm looking for a mentor. It's like people who actually have done it and not just, you know, went to a few classes and they tell you what is going on from other people's point of view. So so I love that about you, Jewel. So thank you for that. Yeah. So going back to how you got into this lifestyle and then all of a sudden COVID hits and you're in Germany, you can't really go anywhere. You 
figured out LinkedIn, you're getting job offers, and now to kind of step into the life that you really want to have, which is to be a digital nomad, but a slow one, right? So how did you finally get to Bali and how did you choose Bali to be your place to kind of settle in for a little bit? Why there? Why not somewhere else? Because this is a big world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I think it was mainly because of my internship back then in 2019. So I felt like, okay, I really want to go back because back then I have been here for like five months or something like this, which was already a long time. But then I felt like, okay, I want to experience it also from more like a digital nomad kind of perspective, if that makes sense. So I was like, I mean, I love Bali. I love the vibes. I love the island. I love the food. I'm vegan. So there's like tons of vegan options here to eat. So <laughs> that also made it kind of easy to, to uh, snack my way through. Basically they have great coffee. I'm a big coffee lover so I don't know it was just like the combination of everything and when the borders so the borders were still closed up until I think it was October yeah October a year ago so October 2021 um, and then I had this like short window I would say where they opened the borders again and I was honestly not even joking, I was on a newsletter list. So I got like updates every day about like the, the borders, if the borders are going to open and all that. And I think when, when they announced that they opened the borders again, I was like probably one of the first ones to apply for the visa again. <laughs> so I just like took the express version, everything. I was just like, I really want to go back. So yeah, from from getting the, those news and then booking the flight and then being in Bali, I think that was just one or two weeks in between. So it was like really like, okay, full on, let's go now, because otherwise it kind of could be also already too late again, you know? That was basically my way back. I was in between, I was in Australia for, for a week. Yeah, exactly. Other than that, I'm pretty happy here in Bali. And like, as I said before, I found my home base kind of here. Yeah. And then I definitely want to want to go from here. There's like so much more to see. Also, like in Indonesia itself, it has like so many amazing islands. And um, I mean, there's 17,000 islands in Indonesia. I didn't know that before. <laughs> um, so there's like so much more to see. So, um, yeah, I think this is like the, the game plan for the next couple of years. Yeah. And it's a place that's just like you mentioned, Jewel, there's just so much to see there. So it's a really good combination between working and then also seeing a place that just has so much to offer. And it's also super affordable. And I think that's obviously what we all want when we're trying to step into this is like we want to make sure that we can balance everything and also afford this lifestyle. So how do you maintain that? How do you make sure that this lifestyle that you have is sustainable? Mm -hmm. As you said, like definitely you should always think about three levels of freedom, I would say, when it comes to digital nomad life, which is time, location and financially. So it's not just only about getting a remote job, right? There's like so much more to it. I mean, I know you know, but for everyone else, again, like there is, you need to know, okay, where I want to go. Is there a specific like time frame? Like 
do I need to work specific hours for a boss? Am I completely independent? Am I my own boss? So is it more like freelancing stuff I do? Is this my own business? So then also knowing, okay, I need to find a location where I can first afford it, right? And then also is the time zone working for me? So all those kind of questions you really need to ask yourself before you start. I mean, I'm right now in that lucky position that I can really decide for my own where I want to go and like time zones like doesn't really matter for me. But yeah, if you if you don't have that fully um, flexibility, I would highly recommend to just like sit down with yourself, figure out the, all those thoughts first um, and decide from there. Yeah. And Really going to look at the type of lifestyle you want is so important to that because if you're a very simple person and you just want simple things, then you don't necessarily need, you know, a six figure or multi six figure job or business. You could live on a lot less. But if you want luxury, then it's going to take a little bit more work, you know. So just knowing your expectation, I mean, whether you want to be a digital nomad or a regular nine to fiver, I think that's what we don't usually think about. We just think about like, yeah, I need a lot of money. I need this, this and that. But then when you actually sit down, list out the kind of life that you see yourself, like what you're envisioning, maybe it's actually a lot more doable in, you know, a shorter amount of time versus if you're the type of person that wants to high life, then that's going to take a very long time. So it really depends on, on what you want. And also you had mentioned, Jules, when you are looking at remote work, there's all of these different things, right? Like the time zones, uh, whether your company, if you're, if you're working for a company will allow you to, to go to a different country because sometimes there's some issues there. So those are definitely things to, to look into, but it's not that hard because <laughs> most, most of the time there's, um, there's a lot more flexibility now. I think a lot more companies are understanding people's needs. So there's definitely a lot more opportunities. Yes, I definitely agree. And I love to see the change happening as well. I mean, that just already tells us, okay, what we can expect from, I hope in the next one or two years, you know, that there's actually a big shift happening also more and more countries are offering like digital nomad visas and all that i'm pretty sure you're you have seen about it like as well so i think this is like really a great time to look more into that lifestyle into working remotely digital nomad but it could also mean okay you just want to have your home base in your home country right and then just go for two or three months somewhere else. It doesn't always need to be that typical like digital nomad lifestyle. Just make sure you really decide for yourself what you really want to do um, and not just think in the first place about, oh, I just want to get a remote job and then it's all good and sorted. I think this is also like a really, really important thing. Yeah. And, and to that, I do have to say also... Understanding the type of life you want is so important because if you find a remote job and it actually doesn't allow you to live that ideal lifestyle that you have, you may be as miserable as being in a regular office nine to five because maybe they require you to be there, you know, 
at a certain time from like nine to five still and you're still at your desk and they're constantly, um, you know, maybe contacting you, having all of those meetings and you can't really have that flexibility. So that is definitely something to keep in mind when you are looking for a job. It's like, are you okay with that? But at least you're at home or you really want that flexibility in that case, then you need to find a company or start your own business that will allow you to have that. So that's super important that I think needs to definitely be highlighted and shared because we often just think, okay, remote work. Yay. I could do X, Y, and Z. (laughs) Yeah. hundred percent. It's definitely more to that than just thinking that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I think a lot of us figured that out as as we went along, you know, because this stuff for, for a lot of people is fairly new. And I think so many more people have started remote jobs or remote work when the pandemic started. And now people are starting to get back to the office and they don't want to do that anymore. But then it's like, OK, how do we do this and still have this type of lifestyle? So which is pretty incredible, actually, that you know, the pandemic kind of brought this out. It definitely opened up um, the remote work field so much more. That's for sure. Absolutely. So can you tell us, Jewel, what is it about your lifestyle now? Because there's so many different types of remote work life situation. There's a digital nomad. There is the slow mad, which I believe you are, right, Jules? And then (laughs) I was talking to a guest the other day where they call it like a home mad. I don't know if (laughs) you've heard of that, where it's like you have a home base and then like you just travel from there, here and there. And I'm like, is there any more terminologies that I'm missing? Like what else is there? <laughs> I love the last one actually. Um I think I'm I'm a home homemat, yeah. Home yeah. <laughs> nomad homemat, maybe a combination of both. So yeah, I mean for now for me it like really feels Bali as home, definitely. I don't know if that is the same thing in a year or two, you know. As you said in the beginning, we never know where life takes us and just be open and enjoy. Enjoy the journey, I would say. So whatever whatever comes, it's meant to be, I think. So yeah, but for now, I'm definitely, I think, a slow man home at. I love that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah. What about you, by the way? Where, where would you categorize yourself in? I'm definitely a home mad. So um, my husband and I, we live in New York City like half of the year. And then we go to visit family down south when it gets colder here. Mm -hmm. Um, But we travel from like we love to do, you know, like short little getaways. And we're planning on doing a lot more longer than that. But right Mm -hmm. now we're definitely home ads. So that's I can't I can't do the like going from one place to the next like for a few weeks and then I'm out it's it's too tiring and for me personally I don't I it's just not sustainable because if you're working on the road like it just gets harder and harder and also for me I would not be able to concentrate because I just want to see everything and not get any work done (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that's actually a good point that you mentioned And I think this is also something really important. 
maybe if you start your remote work journey and then decide for on one place first and then maybe also commit to one place at least let's say for a month I would say and really like find a routine so I'm like a super routine person you know mm -hmm. I kind of need structure I need a routine otherwise as you said I also won't get things done and then also the whole flexibility probably goes away straight away because you're just like can't keep up with like the workload or whatever it is so I think finding a good balance between slow traveling finding a routine also enjoy the destination itself I think this is kind of the key to the lifestyle Yeah, I absolutely, absolutely agree with that. And, you know, you're right. It's routine. It's the same thing with me. Like I need to have a routine when I'm in New York and it's the same exact routine that I have when I'm anywhere that I'm staying for a like a long period of time because it does allow me to get work done and I feel settled. But it's it's so important. And it's really funny, too, Jill, because When I was back in my nine to five, I was like, oh, I hate these routines, etc." And then you go off on your own. And then in the beginning, I don't know if this happened to you, but this is happening to my husband right now because he just started working remotely. Like when you first begin, you don't know what to do with yourself because now you have this freedom, right? And you can do whatever you want, but then you end up also trying to set a routine for yourself because if it's just all over the place and you get too distracted or there's not a lot of work done and you're just kind of screwing around. So that routine really helps me balance what I need to do. And I know a lot of people, you know, or some people don't need it, but I definitely do. And it seems like you do too, because I'm like, otherwise I'll just be kind of sleeping all day or eating and that's it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I agree 100%, especially when it comes to the, when you start having your own hours, because um, I think it takes a lot of self-discipline as well. So you really need to like keep pushing, I would say, and not getting distracted too much and then see the long-term bigger picture, especially if you work on your own business or have freelance clients, right? Where no one is telling you, you need to be online during that time, right? If you're like a remote employee, because it's even like more <laughs> dangerous or whatever you name it, um, <laughs> to just like, yeah, as you said, get distracted and just like do different things. Yeah, I think this is also, as you said, a good reminder. Okay, you need to be fully focused, have a routine, be organized and also disciplined, I think. Yeah, it's... It's another level of commitment because oh, yeah. <laughs> because when when you are at an office, people see you, they know what you're kind of doing and you have to be there. But with this type of lifestyle, especially if you own your own business or you have like a very flexible company you're working for, you have to make sure you are in charge of yourself. So autonomy is great. And I love it. I love it. Like I couldn't go back to that, like you have to, you know, structured type thing from from other people. But it also comes with a lot of responsibility, like you mentioned, Jewel. So it's yeah. it's it's a superpower you can have, but that <laughs> you could also mess it up really fast. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's actually true. <laughs> Love that. So, Jewel, let's move forward to maybe, let's say, 30 to 50 years from now. And you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? That's a big question. <laughs> I definitely love it. Um, let me think about that quick. Yeah, I think definitely to having built a community for remote work enthusiasts who don't necessarily want that entrepreneurial digital nomad life, you know, because as we said, there are like different ways to go about it. Also be a <laughs> slow mat or home mat. But maybe then also like combine that to educate and empower people that there is something else outside an office building and kind of serve as a stepping stone in a way that they feel like it's not so scary as it might seem in the beginning. And then also with that community support, so building that for people who feel like I'm not currently in the right bubble, you know, because we sometimes grow up in a specific bubble and people in our bubble, they don't really think about other options. So we feel stuck and cannot like leave that bubble so easily. But I think it becomes easier if you surround yourself with like-minded people. So in like 20 years from now, I hope I helped a lot of people to ditch their nine to five or the office building, I would say. Yeah, and go after their dreams and just like realize, okay, there's like more out there and there's a way to make it happen. And it doesn't like it's not so scary as it might sound or feel in the beginning and being a supportive cheerleader on the side, I would say. So yeah, I would say that that's definitely my goal. Yeah. And I love that you're doing that right now through LinkedIn and your coaching, which is pretty incredible because so many people are still super confused about what's going on. So you're already on the right track. That is amazing. Thank you so much, Jewel, for joining us today. We really appreciate you being here. If our listeners want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Thank you, first of all, so much for inviting me, for having me, for your time, Debbie. And um, they can find me on uh, LinkedIn, of course, Jewel Marie Rose, but then also uh, on Instagram, the same, Jewel Marie Rose, all together. I'm happy to connect. Just send me a message through whenever and um, talk to you there. Perfect. Thanks, Jewel. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Jewel. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares how to use LinkedIn to find remote jobs. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Hey listeners, thank you for listening to this episode and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey and I can't wait to hear how your location independent story will unfold.